With us today is uh, former Congressman Peter King. And uh, there's so many things happening in our country. Uh, Congressman, where would you like to begin today? John, you're right. There is so much going on. I'd like to at least talk briefly about the uh, Durham report. I think somehow it got buried and some people thought that it didn't have that much new information in it. I thought it was very important, though, because it really tied together. It's a firm document now about the uh, terrible abuses that were carried out by agencies of our government uh, with the collaboration of the media and top members of the Democratic Party against President Trump. This whole talk of Russian collusion was, to me, one of the worst scandals in American history that you could be accusing, in effect, the president of being a traitor, of dealing with you know, the enemy, being a, a tool, a pawn of the enemy. And there's absolutely no evidence for it at all. I know some people think that Durham should have been able to get more as far as indictments and everything. That probably would have been better. But the reality is I think it is important to have in one compact document such a well-written, orderly analysis of all the abuses that were carried out against President Trump, against his administration, against people who were supporters and friends of his, based on nothing. You know, I've been in politics a long time. And, you know, there's uh, often exaggerations and charges being made. But to charge the president of the United States of being in collusion with an enemy, with Russia, uh, it's, uh, and with no evidence at all what that did to harm his administration, to slow down the administration, to weaken it in the eyes of the world, to me, it's not just unforgivable. It's just an absolute disgrace. And, uh, you know, we know that the, F- the top levels of the FBI were involved, top levels of the CIA were involved, uh, top elements of the media were involved. I mean, you had the New York Times getting a pull of surprise for its reporting on, uh, you know, this whole Russia collusion, and collusion turns out to be a hoax. So I think the Times should give back their uh, pure surprise. I mean, it's uh, it was such a uh, terrible uh, abuse, uh, abdication of responsibility. Uh, I mean, I was on the Intelligence Committee, so I sat through so many of those hearings and heard the you know, witnesses being questioned and interviewed. And I kept looking and kept listening. I never, ever did I see any evidence of collusion at all, not even a hint of it. I mean, I would say that to people. I couldn't tell them what I heard and didn't hear. But when I just said that there's no collusion, people looked at me like I was just sort of coming up for Donald Trump. But there was none. And I just can't imagine if either side did that, Republican, Democrat, independent, conservative, progressive, anyone, to me it should be condemned. So uh, I'm glad the Jordan Report is out there. I would urge all of your listeners, John, to read it, to study it, and to see just how bad that was, how evil it was, and how much it went against our democratic system. And then, as you and I have discussed during the week, though, uh, what's going on with the whole immigration issue is really uh, disgrace. I don't know of anyone who's more pro-immigrant and who is an immigrant himself than you. And you've seen the American dream. I believe that immigrants are the best thing. That, that's really what makes America great, is you have this infusion of new talents, of new ability, many ways like a new culture, a new style, but each immigrant group brings its own beautiful tone to make our country better. But it has to be done in an orderly way. We have to know who's coming in. We have to know who they are, what they've done, what their background is. Are they healthy? Are they involved in any type of terrorist activity? And we have to have certain limits on it. Done that way, it's it just it's beautiful. That's the American mosaic. Staying I mean, you have always said that. We, we want immigrants, but we want to know who's coming and going. Exactly. And we have to have that. Now we don't. Now we have, I mean, Mayor Adams said the other day that half the hotel rooms in New York are taken up by uh, 
illegal immigrants, undocumented, whatever we want to call them. I mean, that's insane. And, you know, we think of as we were coming out of COVID, we were realizing all of the issues that New York had to get back on target, to get uh, people back into the city, to get people out to the restaurants, to get people back in the offices, to get tourism going again. And now having every day I mean, hundreds and hundreds of uh, undocumented immigrants just flocking into the city, again, with the numbers over 60,000, it was going to be tough enough getting out of the, uh, you know, the post-COVID era and into, uh, you know, really get moving again. And instead, uh, it just makes it tougher and tougher. And again, it's really one reason Joe Biden has refused to secure the border. Donald Trump showed that it can be done. I think Eric Adams has been too slow getting involved, but now he is. So I give him credit for that. And I guess part of the, uh, uh, the, the price he's had to pay for that is that uh, Joe Biden has thrown Eric Adams off his uh, a, a re-election campaign team. So, uh, but listen, that's, he's fighting for New York. I appreciate that. I think he should try to do more. He shouldn't have been so uh, open, open-armed in the beginning as far as welcoming everyone in. It sounds great. Listen, I'd love to find a job and a home and everything for everybody. But we have, you have to have common sense. You have to do it in a realistic, intelligent way, and we have to get immigration back under control. I, we all agree 100%. Congressman, how are you feeling? You were under the weather for a couple of weeks. Yeah, I had, uh, you know, be honest about it, I, I, I had cancer surgery. It was totally unexpected. Uh, it was a, uh, they found a tumor in my stomach wall. But thank God they found it actually by accident. They were looking for something else. That turned out not to be there, but they found the tumor instead. Uh, but it's gone. It's, it was removed 100%. The uh, biopsies, everything, blood tests, everything has come back perfect. The doctors have given me a clean bill of health. I'm 100% cancer-free. And I really want to thank you and everyone at WABC for all the support you've given me, all the patience you've shown, and me coming back. It was great to be back in the studio this week. It really was. Sitting there with you and Rita and the judge it was just uh, terrific. And Ed, Ed Cox the other day. Uh, it was just a, a great, again, a great opportunity being there. It's even a greater opportunity when you come back. You realize how, how terrific it is. I, I will tell you, Congressman, that so many things happening in New York. Do you think we're going to make any uh, uh, a, a better effort to, to keep our people safe in our city? No, we really have to. And I think a real a bad sign was the, uh, the arrest, which was ordered by the district attorney, of uh, Daniel Penny, that good Samaritan on, on the subway. That sends such a bad signal. I just wish they, that Keyshawn Sewell could really be allowed to do it what she really could do to make the city safe and let the police do their job uh, to stop the people like AOC and Al Sharpton uh, calling people murderers when they're being good Samaritans uh, and to uh, that whole effort. You see now how dangerous it was, how damaging it was to defund the police. Uh, but it's to stand behind the police. we gotta got to be serious. We can't just talk about it and we can't tell the cops to get the job done. And then when they start to get it done, to criticize them. But we have to stand with them, stay with them, Realize decisions aren't always easy. You have to make tough decisions. But that's what, what has to be done, I think, to turn the city around and get it back under control. Uh, if we don't have law and order, you know, we don't have a city. We really don't. People are not going to be coming in. Businesses are going to close. And it's just uh, so we, we can't allow uh, the city to, you know, to come undone. It's really as simple as that. The big problem right now, law and order. the mayor the other day said that 50% of our hotels are full with migrants. So where do the, where do the uh, people go? Well, where 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 the heck do we uh, put the uh, visitors? And we need we need the visitors. We need the tourists to uh, you know to get to keep the city strong to make it strong again. Actually, 
And uh, knowing that half the rooms are occupied by undocumented immigrants who we don't know who they are, we don't know what their background is. If you're a tourist and you want to stay in a four-star hotel or luxury hotel, do you really want to pay that kind of money out, realizing half the people in that hotel are undocumented and you don't know who they are? Listen, 90% of them may be great people, 95% may be great people. The fact is there's also a chance, as we've seen with the terrorists uh, uh, locked up coming across the border, uh, you know, the drug pushers coming across the border, the fentanyl uh, abusers and sellers coming across the border. No, we have to uh, uh, we have to get them under control because if we don't. It's going to scare tourists away. And also to be turning the Roosevelt Hotel into a uh, basically a, uh, a, a home a, uh, uh, for undocumented immigrants. It's eight, over 800 rooms. Right next to right next to a three and a half billion dollar J.P. Morgan building. Exactly. And also right near Grand Central, a whole area there. It's going to it's going to scare people off and rightly so. So there's so many ramifications of this. It sounds great. It sounds humanitarian. You know, let everybody in. Be nice to everybody. The fact is, life doesn't work that way. We are the most immigrant welcoming country in the world. I don't think any country is more legal immigrants coming in every year than the United States. We've also had to accommodate a number of illegal immigrants. It has to stop. It can't go on any longer. John, it's, it's turning the city in the wrong direction. It's creating a sense of chaos. And, again, when you have uh, schools, you know, they're talking about using auditoriums and uh, uh, gyms, rather, you know, to, for the immigrants to stay in. Uh, then they change the policy. Then they go back to the policy. They change it again. If you're a parent who's trying to raise kids in a tough time when there's drugs and everything else out there anyway, and to realize that it could be, Again, bunches of illegal immigrants who don't know who they are in the school. They could be that or a building across the street from the school or a building on the way to school. Uh, we, we just have to stop this. We have to restore a sense of civility and also a sense of order and orderly process. Otherwise, we're going to be really just really damaging ourselves. It's already damaged, keeping the damage going. We've got to turn this around. John, it's really time for good people to stand up and, as you say, Show common sense. Uh, Congressman Peter King, thank you for everything you've done in the past, continue to do, and we'll catch up with you again real soon. Thank you, John. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Cut. With crime running rampant in New York, you need to keep yourself and your family safe. Obtaining your concealed carry firearm licenses can be difficult and time-consuming. That's where MyFirstPistol.com comes in. They'll help you secure your concealed carry license. If you're looking for a pistol, premise, rifle, or shotgun license, call 347-559-7052. 347-559-7052. You must have a valid firearm license issued by the NYPD to purchase, possess, or shoot a handgun or pistol in NYPD. I see.